0: Hey, welcome to Central Indiana Today with me, Shane Ray, on WYRZ. Great show this month. Why? Well, a lot of it has to do with uh, stuff that took place within the last week or so. That's because we're talking with the folks who did the milk presentation at the big race after, uh, at the end of May. Yes, I have to watch what I say for royalty reasons. Also, we're going to be talking with Mike Welch of the Avon American Legion. And we have a new segment called the Nonprofit Spotlight. And it's underwritten by the Republican newspaper. This month, we're going to be talking with Tom Downard of the Avon Chamber of Commerce. There's lots to talk about, especially talking about Ribfest. Because WYRZ will once again be involved with that That's coming up at the end of this month So you want more information You have to stay tuned To Central Indiana Today With me, Shane Ray on WYRZ Central Indiana Today Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County, and now your host, Shane Ray. Shane Ray talking with Mike Welsh at the Avon American Legion, and uh, how's Mike today?
1: I'm fine, thank you. Um, welcome to our post uh, here at Post 145. We we're uh, we're very pleased because we have become very civic minded. And as you know, the Chamber of Commerce meets here, the Kiwanis meet here, our our Henry County Republicans and Democrats meet here. We're just so fortunate to have a post uh, that's only about five and a half years old now. And uh, we've we've really become more active in the community, and um, uh, that's what's helping us grow.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned the Avon Chamber of Commerce. Just for the folks at home right now, this is during the uh, Avon Chamber luncheon. Mike was nice enough to take a few minutes to talk with me. You guys fixed lunch today, right?
1: Yes, we uh, once a year the chamber asks us to do a cookout, and um, so our SAL uh, Sons of American Legion always provides the cooking and the food, and uh, we're just real fortunate today to have a great weather day to have this cookout.
0: Yeah, and you guys have a great facility here for folks uh, if um, uh, for. For lunch, dinner, whatever is the case, right?
1: Yes. We we started serving lunch here about two years ago, and now we serve lunch every day, Monday through Saturday from uh, 11 a.m. till 2. And then on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, uh, we have a, a, a meal served off the menu for our drawing nights. Yeah. Now
0: what do you have to do if you want in on that
1: meal? Well, all you have to do, our facility is open to the public, and uh, we want to make sure everybody understands that because the qualification here, we cannot serve alcohol to anyone who's not a member. Mm -hmm. But other than that, family, friends, uh, uh, you don't necessarily have to be a member of the American Legion, the Auxiliary, or the Sons to come and visit with us. Uh, And and we encourage that because it it, it definitely increases our membership. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, We're getting to that time of year right now, uh, coming up as Memorial Day. And that's a time that I'm sure is uh, not – it's important to everyone uh, who's uh, conscious of of our country, but uh, conscious of what goes on in our country, I should say. But uh, you guys, of course, probably – Shall we say, take extra observance of the of that day? And uh, recently, uh, you guys were part of a big display that came to the area. You want to talk about that?
1: Yes, I do, because uh, we the all the post commanders of the American Legion in in, in this county uh, joined together with the Daughters of the American Revolution and brought a display uh to our county and the display was uh at the henry's county fairgrounds and we had a a very nice ceremony that morning at 10 o'clock on the 18th and um these gentlemen came from rome georgia and they travel around the united states uh, because this is the 100th year anniversary of the tomb of the unknown soldiers so um, the Daughters of American Revolution and all of our post commanders uh, put a lot of time into this to make sure that we pulled this thing off. And we had an opening ceremony on the, on the 18th at 10 o'clock in the morning, and each of the Each of the post commanders uh, placed a wreath on the tomb, as well as uh, uh, the Daughters of the American Revolution, the Police Department, Avon Police Department, and several other civic organizations. So we were able to pack that pavilion down there on that morning and then every hour on the hour after that, the four gentlemen who brought the display had a question and answer service. And so uh, between the opening day on Tuesday uh, which was from ten thirty to eight thirty in the evening, uh, we ran over four hundred people through there, yeah. and it it became uh, um, an event for the county that was very beneficial because unfortunately, a lot of people have never been able to see the actual tomb and so the boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, and a lot of the schools brought children there as well students. And so um, all I can say, it was a huge success, and we're very thankful for uh, the other post commanders and for the DAR for uh, joining together and putting that on.
0: Yeah, uh, I was talking with uh, some of the um, chamber members here outside uh, outside the food line, and the term that was used was, it made them feel goose pimply. <laughs> I mean, it, it was moving is what they were trying to yes. say.
1: Yes, and and it was because we we had an honor guard there uh, as well as uh, some speakers. And at the end of the ceremony, uh, we had a closing ceremony. And at the end of it, uh, we we had a soldier blowing taps, which uh, will make the hair on the back of your neck stand up, no matter who you are. Right.
0: Well, uh, on behalf of, I know, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, but um, everyone in the county, we certainly appreciate you bringing that to the area, making it available. Uh, If folks, I know we don't have much time, but uh, if folks want to know more about what's going on with the Avon American Legion, where can they get more information?
1: Well, we have a website. Uh, You can look it up. Uh, You you can just Google our website and our full menus on there as well as all the events that are planned throughout each month. So, uh, and also we have a, a a digital sign up front of the post that we run on a, current, on, on a daily basis to try to make everybody aware that it's open to the public and that we have events here almost daily.
0: All right, Mike. Thanks for talking with us and thanks for, for your service to this country.
1: Well, thank you very much for allowing me to uh, take part in your interview. Appreciate it.
0: That was Mike Welch. He is the commander of the Avon American Legion. And now it's time for our nonprofit spotlight, underwritten by the Republican newspaper. Well, as promised, here he is, our good friend, Mr. Tom Downard of the Avon Chamber of Commerce. He is the executive director, and it's uh, become kind of what do you? What do you say, um, an anniversary type interview? Because we talk to you every every year about this time for a specific reason. But first, we want to find out how Tom is.
2: Tom's doing well. It's always it's always good to be in front of you and your listeners, and um, it's an exciting time of the year for us. There's a lot going on in Avon, um, you know, with regards to our business community opening back up. Certainly, challenges with. Uh, road construction, infrastructure improvements. Uh, I think what we've learned over the last year is patience, and
0: uh, <laughs> that's an understatement.
2: Is that not right? But uh, but I think it'll in the long run. Once
0: the infrastructure is in place, it's going to be tremendous for our community. Yeah. Uh, you know, while we're at it, and this is probably something that uh, we may reflect on later on in the year. Let's talk a little bit about the past year and how the chamber, uh, the Avon Chamber of Commerce, has been affected by uh, the COVID-19 situation. I mean, first thing, Ribfest, which we're going to be talking about here shortly, immediately comes to mind. There were some changes last year with that, but uh, and you can talk to that, but also what else happened? Yeah, certainly, uh, first and foremost,
2: with regards to Ribfest, uh, we were able to do our uh, Rib Run event, sponsored by U.S. Hospital um, it went off. Certainly our numbers were down. We did it both, uh, in form of virtual and or site. Um, we were able to do that. We w- weren't able to do our main event, which is, which is barbecue and ribs and live entertainment and great, great kids games and kid fun, uh, friendly environment. But, um, but, uh, we were able to culminate the day with, with fireworks. And so, um, it was kind of a hodgepodge of an event. Uh, from last year, certainly not the event that we love and, and enjoy to put on for our community every year.
0: Yeah, and it took place on Fourth of July that time, right? Is that did we did you move the date or did you keep it on? No,
2: we kept it. Oh, okay. We, yeah, we kept it the Saturday before, just like it'll be this year, the Saturday before, uh, which will be June 26th. Okay. Um, but from a look back at the year, uh, you know, certainly the chamber was affected, just like everybody else. Uh, we kind of really switched gears um we ran a campaign with our community which was tremendous in supporting in that we raised some dollars to be able to go out and help our small businesses whether that were buying gift cards uh, for them whether that was serving meals to healthcare workers uh buying and serving meals for our cafeteria workers at the schools that were working uh, countless hours to provide meals for people that would come and pick them up for their students and those kinds of things. Um, so that program was tremendous. Um, you know, we faced challenges with uh, trying to get information out to our small businesses with regards to PPP programs, which we, you know, with regards to all the programs that were being thrown at us in a very quick manner. Um, Lisa here at the office did a tremendous job of, of, Getting it out on our website, getting it in the hands of our small businesses and so forth. And, and we did, you know, we did hear some great stories uh, from some of our small businesses that were able to take advantage of it and said that if it weren't for that, you know, our doors would be shut. So, um, we, we, we muddled through it and, and did as best we could. And like everybody else, we're, we're certainly looking forward to,
0: to rolling out of this
2: and, and what we have ahead of us.
0: And, of course, the one thing I miss most of all this past year was the chamber luncheons every month. And, of course, uh, for a few meetings, we were able to last year have some outside. And, uh, and and things eased up for a little while while it was warm. But those Zoom meetings, God <laughs> bless them, but uh, they they just don't have the same effect. And, you know, the Avon Chamber of Commerce has uh, chooses great caterers for their events. So the food is always good. The guests are always good to hear those speakers in that pub, that uh, personal interaction. Did you get that kind of uh, feeling from the members that they were glad to be doing away with the zoom oh, type meeting? Shane,
2: I think, I think you and I have similar personalities and it doesn't portray well behind a camera on zoom. Yeah. So um, we're certainly excited to, to roll away from that. Yes, we, we did, uh, for the most part of the year have have zoom meetings like like everybody else but um, what we have found in the last couple months of opening back up to in-person meetings um, uh, there's a huge excitement you know you were at our last luncheon and mm-hmm. and we were able to, to not have masks even yeah. and you could just see the excitement in the room and everybody's spirits were, were lifted or higher and uh, tremendous re- uh, meeting that that month, and 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 I think our numbers are getting better too. People are are feeling a little more comfortable getting out in the community, sure. and and you know, th- the biggest part to our luncheons is the networking, mm-hmm. and so uh, people come for that, and they benefit from that, and I think that's that's exciting, and that's what's hopefully going to continue to move forward. Yeah,
0: uh, let's talk about Rib Fest this year. Uh, again, exciting news. A, that it's taking place. <laughs> That's the big one. Right? Yes. B, new location. And uh, let's let's just go ahead. I'll let you dive into that.
2: Well, certainly. Um, I mean, first and foremost, we're excited that Andy Moore Automotive Group is our title sponsor this year. Uh, they've been tremendous chamber partners and members for many years, uh, but they jumped on board. Actually, it really kind of started last year. They helped us with the fireworks Uh, and so we went back to them this year and, and they're on board. And so we're excited about that. You are correct. We're, we're, we attempted last year to, to have the event at the Hendricks County fairgrounds. Um, but that is where it's going to take place this, this year. What we're hearing to this point from, uh, the health department and those kinds of things is, you know, there won't be a mask mandate. We'll be able to walk and interact freely, um, Throughout the grounds at the Hendricks County Fairgrounds, um, certainly, if people feel more comfortable with masks, please wear them and 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 judge accordingly and those kinds of things. But um, we're excited. We're going to have pretty much it's the same uh, menu, if you will, of of things going on that day. We'll have our balloons out there, balloon glow, and certainly just some fabulous barbecue. Whether it's barbecue ribs, whether it's pulled pork, you know, beef brisket. Um, the crowds love that and they're huge and they come out and support that and those kinds of things. A few things that are a little bit different this year, we're not going to have live entertainment. Um, at the time we, you know, this, this undertaking takes many months to, to put in place. And, um, we, we thought that having crowds all in one area in front of a stage, some people may not be ready for that yet. Right. So we're we're going to have music of which we're happy that you're going to participate in that and, and WYRZ and um but we'll have you know music throughout, pipe throughout the event and and those kinds of things. Um. So that's one thing that we're we're going to miss this year. But for the most part, everything else will be the same. And we do have a new addition this year. We're going to have a couple of beer gardens out there mm. of which we'll serve um, some cold beer and and some seltzers for. For those that like the, for those folks who like seltzers, and so that's a new ad force.
0: Yeah, and uh, not to uh, take anything away from the past, they've all been great events. But there has been one thing that I have heard consistently over the years, and of course, WYRZ Z has been there for the last several years. In fact, ever since we've been on the air, I think. Um, but everybody said, "Man, I wish you could get a cold beer to go with this barbecue or whatever." And of course, we understood at um that at the time they weren't allowed on the grounds, but now things have changed and so you might be losing the bands this year. Who knows about the future, but you are gonna get that chance to to enjoy your your cold as they say in the on in some circles, a cold snack <laughs> <laughs>
2: with your barbecue. Right, well, you know, certain things just go together, right? Mm-hmm. Warm summer weather and a barbecue and a and a cold beer. So, um, hopefully, we'll accommodate some of those folks that are looking for that. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, as in the past, several barbecue vendors from Hendricks County. Now, is, is that restricted to Hendricks County only, or do they come from anywhere?
2: No, yeah, it's it's opened up. I mean, we've had we've had barbecue vendors from as far away as Oklahoma um we've got a couple different vendors coming from illinois this year we've had a vendor from south carolina so um certainly we would we open it first and foremost to our Hendricks county friends and our Hendricks county vendors um but when you're serving the number of people that we are uh, we have to open it up to others and and it's always nice to get a new vendor or two or three sure. in there so that People can try other other folks barbecue,
0: and it just flat out sucks when you run out of food. So if you only had Hendricks County vendors, you might run out of food early, and that right that would right. be bad. So yeah, it's good to have uh, plenty out there. Now, are things going to work like in the past with the tickets? There's no actual cash exchanging hands with all the the, the barbecue vendors,
2: right? For sure. Um, we we we've always used ticket the ticket format. Um, cash would just be at the ticket tents. That's where you buy them. And then from there on, uh, you know, all the kids' rides and the kids' activities, uh, are free. Mm-hmm. This year we're adding a petting zoo. We'll have oh. some farm animals there for, for the young kids and, and those kinds of things. But yes, uh, you'll go to a vendor, whether it be the Kiwanis Club to buy a strawberry shortcake or, or
0: one of our barbecue vendors, but you'll pay with tickets. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think in the past there have also been some other vendors there that were non-food, uh, items. You'll have some of those there as well.
2: Yeah. What we did, uh, from the day one, when we first started this, we, we wanted to include our, our friends at Kiwanis or Optimus that wanted to, those nonprofits, we wanted to give them an opportunity to make a little money, Mm -hmm. um, by selling different items throughout. And so we've always enjoyed that partnership. They'll be back again this year. Um, so yes, we do, we do, uh, do some nonprofits other than just our regular vendors.
0: Yeah, speaking of someone who has been a member of Kiwanis in the past and of course we're a nonprofit, you're a nonprofit. You understand uh, how it is if they can't serve food or don't want to serve food. those uh, cookers, popcorn makers, all that kind of stuff has to go in storage all that time, and it's not always easy for nonprofits to to uh, to do that. so it gives them a, a good opportunity to fundraise by selling other things besides food and stuff where they don't have to store big equipment all year long until a rib fest comes around. So sure. certainly know how that is. The, uh, but the strawberry shortcakes, that's a mainstay. That's a, a favorite of everybody, I think. Yeah, come early to get those. Um, <laughs> exactly. they're,
2: they're very popular. And uh, if you get there by eight or nine, you might not, you might not be able to
0: grab one. But uh, always a fan favorite. All right, now if folks want more information about Rib Fest, uh, the Facebook page, um, what 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 do they need to do?
2: All of the above. We uh, AvonChamber.org. Certainly, there'll be click-throughs to get you to all of our uh, Hendricks County Rib Fest information. You can go online to uh, your Android or Apple app store, and download our Hendricks County Rib Fest app. I would suggest folks to do that because it'll give you all kinds of information. If you have a question, we have a frequently asked question page that uh, may be able to answer that for you ahead of time. Certainly anybody can call our our chamber office here at 317-272-4333, uh, and we'll be happy to answer any, any questions. Um, I will say this, that um, this year, due to the fact that we uh, we'll be selling beer. Um, no, you know, coolers and be- and adult beverages will be allowed to be brought in to the Hendricks County Fairgrounds. Um, so that's a little bit of a change as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, probably ID is would be required for for the alcohol.
2: Right. Yeah. Certainly, uh, we'll we'll be checking um, uh, by law, obviously. But any, so plan on making sure you have your driver's license if that's something that you want to take advantage of. We'll check that. We'll give you a wristband, and uh, then well, you'll be able to go to the beer beer gardens and and grab a nice cold one. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, and of course, we'll be talking more about that on WYRZ. Now, the big news for us this past month has been that uh, the, the Avon Chamber of Commerce have become a community partner with WYRZ because. All the music that you hear, uh, all the listeners out there, uh, during day or night or even during uh, Ribfest, as a matter of fact, is going to be coming from the Avon Chamber of Commerce music machine. And, uh, of course, you guys are celebrating 25 years of service this year. Not only is uh, the Avon Chamber of Commerce a community partner with WYRZ, as we mentioned earlier. You have partnerships all over this county, right? Oh, we do. We, we're in great partnership with Economic Development Partnership, Visit
2: Hendricks County. Um, the other chambers of commerce, certainly we, we get together on a regular basis. Um, you know, one of the things that has has grown very quickly is, you know, the fact that we're moving our rib Fest to Hendricks County Fairgrounds. Steve Patterson and his group there have been tremendous uh, in helping us get this off the off the ground mark morgan the town manager of danville has been tremendous in supporting our our efforts out there and then we've had multiple meetings both with the danville police department the sheriff's department uh their fire department group and and they're all going to be a part of our rib fest they're all going to help in on in many different ways so we're extremely excited about that
0: partnership well, let's talk a little bit about now, how long have you had this position
2: Uh, I was the first chamber director here uh, for the Avon Chamber of Commerce uh, some 21 years ago. I started in in 2000, so I've been the executive director for all 21
0: years. You've had that position uh, ever since there was a full-time position, shall we say. What are some of the changes you have seen, uh, not only within, I mean, of course the chambers grow or organizations grow, but uh, within the town that you're serving here?
2: certainly um, you know there's been a, a, a plethora of changes over the last 21 years you know one of our th- our, our uh, goals and 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 uh, tasks is to help promote our community mm-hmm. and uh, as the community has changed so much in those 21 years uh, you've got to be able to keep up with that and, and roll with that and um, fortunately for us here at the chamber and and having this position for 21 years there hasn't been a whole lot of change there but with our town you know certainly as elections happen and and mm-hmm. people move on in positions you know that's changed and um i think right now we're we're very fortunate in uh the position that it's as strong as it's ever been the relationship between our taxing entities be it the township the town the libraries And Of course, we're not a a taxing entity, but that that whole group together is as strong as it's ever been and uh, really excited about the things that that we have to to move forward with.
0: You know, as long as um, WYRZ has been in existence and before that we had Radio Brownsburg, uh, it took me a while to learn, and maybe you were the same way, that um, how – The chamber director kind of acts as a liaison of the businesses to the town government and can work vice versa. You have to go back to your businesses and say, here's why the town is doing this or whatever. Uh, did, was that a bit of adjustment for you? Did you see that coming at all before you started?
2: No. Yeah. I think it, it certainly was. And, and, you know, acting as a liaison between it's, it's not always in a friendly capacity. Right. Right. Exactly. S- sometimes our businesses, uh, a business uh, member may have an issue what's go- with what's going on with the town. So I think, and, and the thing that we've learned over these 21 years is communication is key. Um, you know, certainly w- when you have different social media venues out there now, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or Chatter, those types of things. Um, you know, what we found is it's key to give accurate information. And um, I think the one thing that's known across the country, uh, statistically, it shows that chambers of commerce are one of those main resources for factual, accurate information. And so we, we try to act as that liaison between the business community and the, the town and vice versa uh, to give accurate information and yeah. let people know what's the reasoning behind it, as you said. Yeah.
0: And unfortunately, somebody's going to get their feelings hurt somewhere, sometime. I've learned that, too. And and sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. Right. Think, like you said, politicians or people get elected, plans move on, then they get ousted. And sometimes those original plans get trashed. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, you know, somebody's going to go away, take their marbles and go home. But uh, the chamber goes on, too. So, uh, right. Now, if folks uh, want more information about joining the chamber, uh, I'm here to personally vouch. We've been a member ever since the WYRZ started, even before that, with Radio Brownsburg and... the benefits of the chamber are, are endless. And uh, so I personally can recommend that you don't have to be a business. You can be an individual and you come along, right? Correct.
2: Yeah. Uh, individual, certainly businesses. That's the crux of our, our existence. Nonprofit organizations. Um, yeah. It's, it's a tremendous opportunity to get your business name or face out there um, we have plenty, not only our monthly lunch meetings, to opportunities to network and, and learn about what's going on in, in the town of Avon or our community, um, but we have a, 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 an opportunity here all the time to promote your business or your nonprofit organization and, um, and, and the nice thing that I've seen, and probably the most exciting thing that I've seen in my twenty one years is that networking and and Shane at our luncheon meets somebody else that allows you to continue to do business with them and vice versa. and um, we're just a conduit. You know, we're just a conduit to try and and help businesses grow and learn and 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 become better. Yeah. It makes our community better.
0: All right. if uh, folks want to be a member, what do they do?
2: Uh, certainly call the chamber here we can talk to them about membership we can send them information about membership or again our our website is tremendous avonchamber.org uh just click on the membership button and you'll
0: get all the information you need all right tom downer he's the executive director of the avon chamber of commerce and of course if you miss any of information you can give me a call here at the radio station 317-852-1610 if i don't know the answer Get you in touch with Tom or Lisa, and they'll help you out ASAP, right? You bet. All right, Tom. Thanks for being our guest today. Appreciate you having me, Shane. Thanks. That was our nonprofit Spotlight. That's sponsored by the Republican Newspaper, and we'll be back in just a moment to talk with milk presenters. Stay tuned to Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. Finding out what your town council, school board, or county commissioners are up to, can be accomplished with the Republican newspaper in Danville. Started in 1847, they've been providing local news, sports, features, and more. Subscribing to the paper is possible by calling 317-745-2777, and they can be followed on Facebook by searching for The Republican. Well, as I told you earlier, we have some special guests today. Uh, These are special in the sense that... uh, There's the big event coming up this weekend, the Memorial Day weekend, and 500 weekend, IndyCar as a matter of fact. And uh, we are talking with the folks that are going to be, uh, how do I say this? They're involved with the American Dairy Association, and they are the milk presenters, at least one of them is. One of them is a veteran presenter, and I'll probably quit putting my foot in my mouth and start talking to them (laughs) On the phone with me, I have Jill, and I hope I say this right. Who, Ian?
3: exactly
4: right.
0: Okay, <laughs> Jill Huyan and uh, Tim Haynes, is that right? That's
4: correct.
0: All right. Now, Jill is going to be presenting the uh, the milk this year, and Tim has in the past. And I, I guess I'm not even sure which. <laughs> I've got it backwards.
4: Yeah, Jill presented last year. Um, and then they only let one person on, so I did not get to go. So I had to celebrate from home.
0: Oh, okay. Because of COVID? Yes. Okay.
4: One person in there. And Jill was the one. I was the rookie last year. Jill was the lead person. We're doing the same thing this year. And so she's still giving it to the driver, and I'm going to be giving it to the crew chief.
0: Okay. Let's explain the, to the folks now, J- uh, Jill, you're from Plymouth, Indiana, is that correct?
3: I am. I'm married into a dairy farm family, fourth generation dairy farmers, and loving every minute of it. And how cool is it that I get to represent Indiana dairy farmers in the Winter circle? Dairy farmers are working day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to produce nutritious milk, and then the driver who worked so hard to win gets to take it out of my hand. I just, I am so excited. I could taste it.
0: <laughs> well, that's a, <laughs> a good thing to be tasting. So uh, <laughs> sure. now, tell uh, now. I, I did get some notes about uh, the farm that you work on. Your family farm. It is a family farm, right?
3: Yes, we have fourteen family members.
0: Okay, and it says it. It says that you uh, in in helping out with your community. You even use waste products and for uh, in in the surrounding area to power homes in the county. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. So we use um, we have a, a digester and we take the manure and put it in the digester and we work with Notre Dame and get their food waste and put that into the digester. We have other other people and other companies that bring their biodegradable waste. And take it out of the landfill and put it in our digester to make enough electricity for a thousand houses an hour in our community. So I think that's pretty cool. We call it green energy.
0: Okay. I I can't say as I knew about anything like that. That's fascinating.
3: Oh, farmers have been doing so many different things to be more sustainable. We reuse water four times before it goes and waters our crops for our food for our cows. Cows are like the Best recyclers, and we are always working towards finding new ways to be innovative and to care for the animals, the land, and for future generations. Just like the and, race
4: car drivers. Yep. And, and as the, the stuff comes out of their digesters, they turn around and reuse that for fertilizer. So, um, for years, we've been doing things that were sustainable, and and we keep doing more. But I know that's going to be a big buzzword, and and you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of old news to us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right Tim since uh, since we got you here now tell us about uh, where you're from where your farm is
4: um, I'm a fifth generation dairy farmer uh, from Garrett Indiana um, we built a new robotic dairy here four years ago uh, we were able to um, incorporate a lot of technology in this which in essence you know has made us more sustainable we use less electricity and um, the amount of information this new technology gives us on these cows is phenomenal. You can't hardly use it all. Um, but you know, we know when cows aren't doing well almost before they do. Um, I mean, before we would see it, you know, we're able to, to know that they're off feed or they're, they're not moving around as much. You know, these are all the things that it, it does. And, uh. Yeah. Cows are wearing
3: Fitbits before humans were. So yeah. <laughs> the technology that we have as a dairy farm families that that we are able to care for these animals so much more, individualizing everything, and we have veterinarians who take care of them and food uh, nutritionists who balance their food. They eat better than I do. Yeah.
4: <laughs> more healthy. Let's put
0: it that one. Okay. Now, Jill, you pres- Make sure I've got this story right. You presented the milk last year. Is that right?
3: Yes. Yeah, so I was the rookie two years ago. And then I was the only one who could go last year, but i I'm so honored that the, and humbled that that tradition of milk in the winter circle continued even during the pandemic and the fact that we worked so hard, the fact that the winter worked so hard, and then caring and making sure that that handoff was so exciting even though it was different was a big deal for me and I really look forward to doing it next year if it was a Whoever it
0: happens to be, yeah, I know they
3: will be
0: excited to grab that milk. Yeah. Now, Tim, you're saying you had to watch from the sidelines. Uh, now, uh, did, when you say um, did you watch from somewhere there on site, or were you watching from no, home?
4: They—they wouldn't even let uh, We only were allowed one person on the track, and uh, that was Jill. So I basically watched from home, like everybody else. But we were telling people last year, and and uh, and I actually watched it from home and when they celebrated with the drinks out of the jug, I drank out of a glass. So um, that's kind of a tradition I hope people kind of got into and maybe continue that they can celebrate with that driver.
3: Yeah, uh, because winners drink milk. And I didn't realize that we had thrown that out there to, like, have people celebrate with us. And after the race, so many people were texting, calling, posting on Facebook, um, all of the different pictures of them raising a glass with the winner, and I thought that was pretty cool.
4: Yeah. And and I'll tell you, we don't. I don't think we really realize um, how important this award is. I mean, ESPN made it the coolest trophy in sports. I mean, that says a lot, <laughs> and I guess maybe we kind of know it because we live it. Um, the guys that have done it in the past have told me, they said, you won't believe the energy in there when you go in that winner's circle. I mean, it's you can you can think you're gonna know, but he says so you actually live it It's something else.
0: So are you pretty excited about this year, Tim? Sounds like you are.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially since, you know, I wasn't able to do it last year and, and and so I'm probably even a little bit more excited and they've done a good job of training us so we know what to expect and you know, there's always that little bit of unknown, but no, I'm 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 looking forward to this greatly.
0: Okay. All right, well, congratulations to you both, and uh, I'm glad that you, uh, you know, the restrictions have eased up quite a bit, and you're going to be able to to both go out there and be a part of it, and uh, thank you, from uh, one Hoosier to two more, for um, for all the work that you do here at Indiana, and, and the dare you provide, because I... I'm a customer. I love Indiana dairy, and uh, I'm fortunate enough that um, I like all kinds of dairy products, and whenever possible, I always try to make sure it's from an Indiana dairy farm. And uh, so I know uh, the folks at home listening want to say congratulations, and thank you, and, and so do I.
4: Well, watch the race and look for these two Indiana dairy farmers, and always remember, winners drink milk.
0: You've been listening to Central Indiana Today
2: with your host, Shane Ray.